There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Stormy Bonantoni in for Michael Lombardi today at the desk. Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, host of the Hardwood Handicappers pod. Numerous programs here on VSIN are. We record a new episode today at this desk after the show. Wowee. Mm-hmm. What can we expect? Good stuff, I hope. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, hey, let's start talking some NBA because you are our obvious NBA expert analysis here. Analyst? <laughs> analysis. I'm crushing it. Um, okay, there were some big games last night. Um, some very notable results. Um, Sixers, Timberwolves, no James Harden, but Joel Embiid did work. Didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Still had 39 <laughs> Um, Golden State continues to struggle on the road. The Knicks end their win streak against the Hornets of all teams. Had as many as a 16-point lead. Can't hang on. But yeah, you, you said, seemed really mad about that. Well, because we it's just it. embarrassing that of all the teams to lose <laughs> that's, to, that's, it's that, the Hornets. So their their nine-game winning streak is, is wiped away because they lost to the Hornets? No, not that it's wiped away, but you beat Boston twice right. in this thing, and you lose to Charlotte. Like it's I just tough. coming off of a double overtime game against a, a conference rival at the top of the East. You get a day off. You still don't have your starting point guard and Jalen Brunson. It's hard to focus for four quarters. Just it's a tough weak. spot. I bet an NBA game yesterday and won it. Are you What'd proud you get? of me? What'd you do? What'd you hit? I had Lakers money line and Lakers minus one and a half. Nice. I had Memphis plus one hundred five. So. Did not go well. And I I will say, so let's start there because it is somewhat interesting. We have seen now this weird little trend here for Memphis. So we go over their recent schedule where these fourth quarters in closing out these games has not really gone out, gone well for them, right? So you go back to last night where at one point in the fourth quarter, it wasn't a massive lead, but I think they led by six or seven, if I remember correctly, at some point early in the fourth quarter. 
and it looked like, hey, maybe they're going to start to put some distance between them and the Lakers. And sure enough, that was not the case. Uh, they ultimately lose up in that fourth quarter, 30-23. to 23, And you bring this up because just look at their recent schedule, right? So they blow it in the fourth quarter against the Los Angeles Lakers. They blow it in the fourth quarter against the Los Angeles Clippers. They get smoked in the second half against the Denver Nuggets. And maybe this is just a short trend sample size because you're in the midst of a West Coast road trip and it's kind of tough and you haven't been able to consistently win on the road. But this has been a weird trend for them where they have had leads in either in the, in the second halves of all three of these games. In the last two, they've had leads in the fourth quarter, and yet they have failed to cover and win each of those games. I shouldn't say cover. They covered against Clippers. But they have failed to close these games out. So it's been an interesting trend for the Memphis Grizzlies as they have not been able to perform very well in these fourth quarters. And it obviously doesn't help that they are without their star player in mm -hmm. John Morant right now. What's the latest that your understanding of what's going on there. Cause I know a lot of people have been talking about um, like in the CBA mm -hmm. for the NBA, the firearms thing, where if you have one on premises, which includes a team plane, it's an automatic 50 game suspension for a player. So they're trying to investigate the details behind how and when he got that firearm. Yeah. So, and this is a report from Shams early. I think this is actually today that he updated this, that, um, and this is a quote from Sham Sharanya for who works over at Stadium. The expectation within the team is that this could be an extended absence, something that could be for the foreseeable future. More stringent penalties could come from the league and could come from police, as you mentioned, because this is being in. And he goes on to mention the CBA note that you put up there, too. So I think, look, this seems like it could be pretty lengthy for John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. And, and we should stress that. You know, last year, and I always, I, I think it was, was, were they 20 and 5 in the 25 games without him, whatever it was? Yep. Right? So it's 25. So they, this is not the same team as last year. De'Anthony Melton is gone. Kyle Anderson is gone. Those are two guys who are very important to that team in terms of the depth and how they were able to perform without John Moran. Steven Adams, as we know, is injured. Brandon Clark is now injured. So this is not one of those where you can chalk up this Memphis Grizzlies team as performing at a really high level without John Moran. They desperately need him. Mm -hmm. Their their net rating last year, Stormy, was much better with him off the court than it was on the court because he's not as good of a defender. This year, their net rating goes from about a plus, I think it's like 7.3 to a plus 1.9 or thereabouts. And I was going into the game last night without John Morant on the floor. So they need John Morant out there. This is not the same club. And you have seen these in these recent results that has been the case because their offense has been a little disjointed. If he's going to be out for the foreseeable future, and now you're talking about, because keep in mind, you know who the two seed now is in the West? It's not mm -hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies. It is the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings. And they are only two and a half games up on the Phoenix Suns for the fourth seed. So you could see a scenario here where the one, two, three is Denver, Sacramento, and Phoenix if Memphis continues to slide. And they do not have John Morant out there. So this is a very big deal because you want to find yourself in a position where you're obviously facing one of these struggling play-in teams as opposed to, I don't know, landing the Golden State yeah. Warriors in the first yeah. round if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. And JVT, uh, make, making me and Pritch feel good, because that was actually our pro tip yesterday, was that you can't look at John Morant and the Grizzlies' absence the same way as mm -hmm. we did last year, um, because it, it's not the same, to your point. Now, the Lakers on the other side of that are now ninth seed, 16 games to go, and they are just two games back of the Golden State Warriors now for that sixth seed with how congested things are there in the West. Yeah, and they... And Kudos to them because they've been playing really well. You get two wins at home. Now, 
I guess you'll say these are two wins at home against struggling road teams, right? It's Memphis, as we've discussed already, who have their issues on the road this season, and Golden State, State very much have their struggles on the road, and you lost at home on Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But that doesn't matter, right? A win is a win, and you look forward. You wonder how they're going to operate now because their schedule is a little bit tighter now as we move forward for the Lakers. Uh, a very tight contest coming up on Friday against the Toronto Raptors, but the Raptors are in the midst of a West Coast swing. They play the Clippers tonight, so it's not the most favorable situation for Toronto. But you get a home game against the New York Knicks, your Knicks, who are going to go there on Sunday, and, and that's a <laughs> really not tough out. My Knicks. But after that, you do get some winnable games. How about this? At New Orleans, at Houston, home versus Dallas, home versus Orlando. Look, that's a four-game stretch that you should be able to take advantage of if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. So now, bring this back to what we talked about uh, when I was on Monday. Part of the reevaluation process for LeBron James is not just going to be his injury. It's going to be where are we at in the standings. Mm -hmm. And now as they continue to kind of tread water here, and if they can maintain their spot in the play-in, well, now you're thinking about if LeBron James is healthy, he's coming back as opposed to questions about whether or not he's going to be back on the floor. Absolutely. In the NBA tonight, seven games on tap, a couple um, interesting matchups, Celtics, Blazers, Cavs, Heat, Thunder, Suns, Kevin Durant making his son's home debut, Phoenix, Mm -hmm is 3-0 and with him in the lineup, and he and Booker combining for 188 points in those three games. It's looked pretty good so far. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> being nice about it, right? They've been they've looked incredible so far. So some numbers, too, with those two out there on the floor, right? Because overall, they've, you mentioned the scoring uh, in terms of just straight-up points. When you have Kevin, Bo- uh, Kevin Booker, when you have, that would be a, a crazy player to have, right? The skill set of both Devin Booker and Kevin Durant into one player. Um, when you have both of them on the floor together, the Suns have a plus 37.8 net rating. Their starting lineup that has been newly constructed, a 38.9 points per 100 possessions they've been outscoring opponents by. So it's been wild to watch how good that this team has been on both ends of the floor. Booker himself averaging 36, 5.3, and 7.7 in terms of points, rebounds, and assists on 56.8% shooting. So this floor is open. These guys are working really well together, and they're continuing to roll. And they're, the good thing for them, Stormy, is they're getting opponents that are setting up nicely for them, right? They, they're getting their feet underneath them against some opponents that they can have some success against. Did they have a tough uh, tough competition against Dallas? Absolutely. They still were awesome in that game and ended up winning it. So well, you're 13, what, are you up to like 13 and a half point favor? So that number coming down now against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look, you're in danger, I think, now of getting some pretty inflated numbers for the Phoenix Suns because the market's just going to love them and continue to inflate these numbers as they have success. Uh, so I would very much not want to come in here at 13 and a half. You'll probably get a better number, but look in game. You know, for example, DeAndre Ayton in two of the three games that we played so far has had 16 rebounds in those games. And this is an Oklahoma City Thunder team that starts Jalen Williams at center, who's six foot nine, gives up three inches and about 10, 15 pounds to DeAndre Ayton down low. This should be another big night for DeAndre Ayton at the center position. If you want to bet over 11 and a half rebounds, that's out there. Uh, it's something that I bet here for the, the this matchup, not the game itself, but looking over on Ayton. And we're pointing out too, you know, I brought it up to you guys and we've talked about this, right? The Devin Booker assist props, for example. Market's starting to adjust. It was five and a half for the most part. These are now six and a half that are appearing on the board. So maybe there's an adjustment there that you have to take note of. But I can't wait to watch it. We'll see if they can actually defend again at a high level against OKC, who's coming off of a big win against the Golden State Warriors. In addition to the Hardwood Handicappers pod, you also do a daily write-up of the games mm-hmm. that you're interested in from a betting perspective. You talked about Thunder Suns, but you also wrote up Raptors and Clippers. What are you looking at in that one today? Yeah, this is this is obviously pretty fascinating because it does seem that maybe you're getting a little bit of a market low here for, for Los Angeles. So let's look at the two similar opponents that they had. So Toronto was just in Denver the other night. They were catching six and a half points in that matchup against the Denver Nuggets. Well, if you remember, about, what, 10 days ago, on a Sunday, the Los Angeles Clippers were in Denver. That thing opened up 2.5 and closed 3.5. And, 
So already a similar opponent on the road in the same environment, and the Toronto Raptors were catching about three and a half points more. And yet here we are in this matchup. And yes, the Clippers have not been playing particularly well. What are they? One and five straight up and against the spread in the six games since the All-Star break. And the market has now pushed this underneath that home court to two and a half, signifying that the market might think here that Toronto is better ever so slightly against the Los Angeles Clippers. Well, those two things don't jive. I think that we're now at a point where there's a little bit of a market low here for the Los Angeles Clippers. So I'll try to buy low here on L.A. They've still put forth some really efficient offensive efforts throughout this entire process. The Raptors' half-court offense is still one of the uh, subpar ones in the NBA. They don't really have a north-south presence to get to the rim like some of these other teams do that has really bothered the Los Angeles Clippers. I think you're kind of getting a market low here on L.A., so I'll try to buy low in the uh, late two and a half. Awesome. Last 45 seconds or so here in this block. Anything else on the card that you want to make sure you get in? You know, I, I'd say it's worth pointing out Dallas and New Orleans. It does look like uh, both Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic on the second leg of back-to-back will be available here on the road against the Pelicans. So Finally won a close game last night, too. Yep, yep. so that, that works out for them. So it, it is a uh, interesting spot. We'll see if they can defend against New Orleans, who has not been a very good offensive team, and that kind of showed the other night. They were playing the Kings, really bad defensive team, and they had nothing but uh, – I would say that I'm very interested to see how they respond together on the second leg of a back-to-back against a lowly offensive team like the Pelicans. All right, good stuff. Again, make sure you check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast being recorded today. So expect that um, ready to download later on. Um, We're going to step aside here on the Lombardi line. When we come back, Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas Sportsbook supervisor. He's going to go ahead and join us. See his thoughts on everything that happened yesterday with the franchise tag deadline, Daniel Jones and Saquon, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is he really going to the Jets? And a whole lot more. So keep it locked right here on Beast and the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way. vsin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out not just today's betting splits, but moving forward, every game, vsin.com. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Somebody who knows all about betting splits, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor and now host of the Against All Odds podcast, Harry Gagnon, who joins us here on the program at AAO. Harry, follow him on Twitter there. Welcome into the program. How are you today? Hey, great. How's everyone doing? How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you so much. Certainly better than I'm sure Lamar Jackson is feeling right now that he has gotten the non-exclusive tag, but maybe he wants to be courted and he'll get the contract that he wants. What did you make of everything that happened yesterday? Uh, as we neared that deadline, it came through that Daniel Jones got his contract and Lamar Jackson did not. Yeah, a lot of wild stuff yesterday, right? I mean, I'm a, growing up, uh, I'm from upstate New York. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. And it's a tough thing here, the situation with uh, with Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm torn, kind of. Great leader, very good teammate, uh, best season he's had since his rookie season in 19. But only 15 touchdown passes. Is this money really worth it? The Giants really, look, they did win their win both. They got to the playoffs. They won the playoff game against Minnesota, and they got shelled by the Eagles. Three, six, and one. The Giants the last 10 during the regular season uh, to close it out. I, I don't know. So I just think that, you know, maybe if they cut Galladay, they'll have $25 million extra in cap space. Uh, maybe they got, they got to go out and get them a couple receivers. Didn't have great receivers last year. Uh, a lot need some weapons on the team. But I just don't know if the money's overall oh, – I just don't know if it's worth it. Uh, last three years, he's had less touchdown passes. Less touchdown passes played. Does this money warrant that type of uh, situation? I don't think so. I think – oh, and, and if the Giants start off – a little cold. Let's say they go one and three to start the season. Everyone's going to be just Everyone's just going to be like, we knew we shouldn't have paid him this money. We knew, you know, maybe last year was a fluke. It's just a very tough situation right now. I think. What about the other New York team? Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets. They seem to be uh, flirting with one another. It's the only team that we know of at this point that Aaron Rodgers has had a meeting with. What do you think of that fit? I don't think it's good. I just don't. I think. Uh, Look, I'm against all odds many times. I go back at it with the guys where I just think Aaron Rodgers at this point is just an overrated guy that hasn't done much. He's going to be 40 in December. I don't think he's built for New York, guys. Uh, he blames everybody but himself. And let's face it, still, if he was going to the Jets, let's not forget that he'd be going to a franchise that hasn't tasted the playoffs since 2010. Fans would expect a lot quickly. Uh, second most quick. Second most picks in his career uh, was uh, since uh, 2008 last year for Aaron Rodgers. And 
one and three in his last four playoff games. I don't know. I just think it would be asking a ton for him to all of a sudden shine and this team be really good and contend for the playoffs. I don't like the fit at all, guys. Do you think that is ultimately where he ends up, though, to JVT's points, the only team that publicly he's having these conversations with right now? And he, you know, yes, he's a very unique character, but it seems like he is out when it comes to Green Bay, and Green Bay has made it very clear that they feel like Jordan Love is ready. You're right. I mean, I mean, well, either, you know, either does he go to New York and play for the Jets and try to figure this out, or... Is he retired? I mean, I know that's been discussion too. I thought maybe he should have done it last year. Um, I made a joke saying that maybe he should have uh, hosted Jeopardy when he was there for trying to be the full-time host. And I don't know. I, I don't even know if they take him now because I, I just don't think that really there's no other option here except I guess if you're not going to play, play for the Jets. But careful what you wish for. I just, the Jets team still, I mean, defensively they were solid last year, but a lot of holes on offense. You want to transition over to the NBA? Get let's some of these plays? All right, it. Harry, let's, let's uh, walk us through what you got here. Thunder Suns. It's funny. We, I feel like we've been watching Kevin Durant for a while, but he's actually making his home debut here for the Phoenix Suns right. against the Oklahoma City Thunder. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. Listen, guys, last week I went 2-1. and one. I was fortunate. I pulled out a couple of games late, but still went 2-1 and one with you guys. And I think this game, I'm going to go over, guys. I'm going to go over 233. You mentioned Durant looks comfortable in Suns uniform. Um Suns 125 and 130 points in the last two games. And Booker's been fantastic since uh, getting Durant on the court. 35, 36, and 37 points for Booker in his last three games. And OKC doesn't play a lot of defense. They've Their games in the last nine straight, nine straight have landed 233 points or more. Suns look really good. They look great on uh, over the weekend against the Mavericks. Scored a lot of points. Offense would look, look really good. I'm going to go over 233 in that one. I know that there is a prop that you're targeting tonight as well. What are you looking at here, Harry? Yeah, sorry. Let's go to uh, let's go to South Beach. We're going to go to uh, Miami. We're going to take Jimmy Butler of the Heat. We're going to go over 21 and a half points at minus 110. Uh, in his last 13 games, he scored 22 or more in nine of them. Last two games versus Cleveland, he scored 24 and 23. And in his last seven games, six of them, Butler is shooting 57% or better from the field. Give me Jimmy Buckets over 21.5 points tonight against the Cavs. All right, let's go to college basketball. Uh, you hit us with a teaser last time I was here. You got something from a teaser standpoint out in college hoops? Yeah, let's do this tonight. Tonight we got college hoops. We've got a five-point teaser. Let's start with the Patriot League. I'm going to take Colgate. Minus 14, down to minus 9 against Lafayette. Lafayette in the finals here somehow (laughs) with a record of 11-22. and The Raiders have dominated the Patriot League all year. They've won 19 of the last 20, and their loss was only by one. So I'm going to take Colgate from 14 down to 9 to make it to the NCAA tournament. And I'm going to do that with a five-point tease with Stanford as well, which is a pick right now against Utah. I'm going to take Stanford up to plus five, late night Pac-12 action. Um, Cardinals have won two of the last, Cardinals have won, won two of the last three games, uh, ended the season uh, and, and only lost by five against Eugene, in Eugene versus the Ducks. They beat the Utes in Salt Lake City a month ago. Utah has lost five in a row by an average of 13 points per game down the stretch here. And Utah just one and six in their last seven Pac-12 tournament games overall. 
I'm going to take Stanford. I'm going to take the Cardinal, plus five, and Colgate, minus nine. That's a creative way to attack Colgate, I think, here, because like you mentioned, it's a really unique situation that Lafayette has made it as far as they have taken on a, a Colgate team that just ran through the Patriot League all season long, 17-1 in conference play, um, but the 14 did seem a little bit big, so I like I like that approach. As far as some of the conference tournaments go, like in these bigger leagues, are, are there any outrights that you're looking at as some of those leagues get started here today? You know, interesting. Uh, you know, in the in the um, uh, Big Twelve, which a lot of people consider to be the best uh, conference in the NCAs this season, you can get Kansas still. I've seen it two thirty, two twenty to win the Big Twelve. Very interesting. I know they didn't play well. I don't even think they tried uh, on uh, the over the weekend against Texas. As Texas won that game throughout, Texas you can get three to one for the uh, Big Twelve. But I think it's Kansas. Kansas is always good in the tournament. I think Bill South will have them ready. But I do like the plus 220. I think it's a decent price for Kansas, who's been uh, top of the uh, top 10 all season. And also in the Big Ten, Purdue's a favorite at plus 180. I don't like what I saw out of them uh, over the weekend against Illinois. Blew a big lead. They're, they just came down uh, last, in the, the last eight games of the regular season. They were 4-4. Four and four. It's interesting. I think you can get some value. Maybe Michigan State plays with heavy hearts here still in this tournament at 6-1. to one. And Northwestern, who's the number two seed, the Wildcats, number two seed, you can get them at 10 to 1. I think that's great value for the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, fifth on the board uh, in the Big Ten tournament, Northwestern is. Harry, you are awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate your time as always. Always, guys. Take care. Great stuff there. Again, that's Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast. You can check it out wherever you get your podcast, former Las Vegas Sportsbook supervisor. So, given good insight, um, his view from behind the book and as a better as well. These conference tournaments are so much fun. Mm-hmm. I changed, so you should, be, you should be very proud of me. I finally have elevated my game in my living room when it comes to my television setup. Got more than one? Yes, I have okay. three now. There you go. And so, did you talk to your, did you talk your man into, did you, what you did, we had a problem drilling holes, right? That was the problem? <laughs> like into the wall? It's not, we didn't have a problem. I'm glad that he did it and not me because oh, I'm okay, not right. good at it. Although he did do that stupid joke where you have the stud finder and he like puts it up to himself. Okay. And so there was that, which was a very did cringe worthy back moment in that? our relationship. I kept it. I kept okay. it. We're fine. But I'm super excited because it's like just in time where we can have all of the games on multiple screens and it's not just where I have the windows up on my laptop. Now you can watch like three <laughs> baseball games at once. I won't do that. Probably oh. not. No? Why probably not? not. Oh, um, the world, the... What's it called? World Baseball Classic yes, got started last the, night. Oh, last night. I thought yeah, it was like Early this morning, whatever it was. Yeah, because they're playing out in uh, Chinese Taipei and Japan in the first round robins. So those are going to get started at like 2 a.m. Pacific time. Good stuff. I know that you wanted to dive into the Pac-12 tournament yeah, a little bit there, more. Yep. So um, we will touch on that and more in college basketball when we come back here on the Lombardi line. Stay with us. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness. Just $19, whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread. Our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to the daily best bets, tools like betting splits, plus 
the Big Dance Bracket and Betting Guides. These guides have in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella picks, selections on every tournament game from our recent experts, including the godfather, Brent Musburger, and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today for the Betting Guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament. Just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Um, look out, Wake Forest, Syracuse. Wake on a 17-1 to run to open up the second half here. Now the 54-42 lead as a three-point favorite. Davidson also ended up winning and covering their game against St. Bonaventure. 65-54, the final there stays well under the 137. Um, but conference tournament action? Well underway. A lot of tickets have been punched already. Um, But the Pac-12 is one that's tipping off today at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I know you like Washington State as one of the longer shots to win the whole thing. But some important information coming out about one of the shorter shots on the board to win it all. And in the national championship picture. So UCLA, as I'm sure a lot of people know, but for those who don't, in the win over Arizona to close regular season, lost Jalen Clark to a lower leg injury. And the more information that comes out about this, the more it seems that Clark might be done for the rest of the year. Uh, By the way, one of the better nicknames, I think nicknames, uh, this is my old man stance, the one old, as someone who's mildly ageist, I think that this is one of the old man things that I like a lot. Nicknames have gone by the wayside. Uh, Jalen Clark, apparently his nickname, uh, the man of steel, but steel is S-T-E-A-L which is awesome. Yeah. So apparently he suffered this lower leg injury, and it seems to be pretty serious. We know he's not going to play in the Pac-12 tournament, and it does seem that he's probably going to be done here going forward. And that's a blow, right? It is a the best, you would argue, defensive player for a really good defensive team. This is a squad that is pretty deep, so you're bringing some experience off of the bench. But that does stink for a UCLA squad that has some really big aspirations for a team that made a run a couple of years ago and is on the verge of potentially doing it again here. So am I running out to fade UCLA? I don't don't think so. But when you lose a defensive piece like this, it is one of those things that you note now for UCLA as we move forward because I, I think it would be hard to quantify from a point spread and a futures odds perspective how much a guy like Clark is worth for UCLA. Yeah, absolutely. They are not in action today. They get Mm. that opening round by, but they tip off tomorrow between the winner of Washington um, and Colorado. That game, what time is that game tipping off? At noon uh, Pacific time, so 3 Eastern, getting that one underway. Colorado, a three-point favorite, so we'll see who ends up facing them in that in that first game there. As far as the Pac-12 goes in general, like I know we already talked about the Washington State side of this. UCLA is the favorite at plus 140. Arizona sitting right there, though, as well, plus 175. And then it's USC, plus 750. Oregon, 8-1, to one, who I know you, you mentioned a popular play. ASU, 16-1, to one, as, alongside Washington State there. Among those kind of like, I don't know, Ari- is Arizona the, the obvious choice, I guess, if UCLA slips up as one of those shorter shots? I know they've been tripped up numerous times this year, but is mm-hmm. this when they kick it into gear maybe? Yeah, potentially, and if, especially if you're looking at the path for them, right? You get the winner of Utah-Stanford, and then that half of the bracket, it's USC, Arizona State, Oregon State, any one of those, should you move on on Thursday, you get any one of those opponents, and you look at the teams that they have, as you mentioned, kind of stumbled against. The problem with it is, they have stumbled against each one of those teams that we're talking about. They went on the road early in December. They lost to Utah. Arizona did. They did drop one to uh, Stanford on the road as well. These road spots have been the tricky ones for Arizona, which we've seen them. And then, of course, that really big upset at home in which they lost to Arizona State. So you're facing a bunch of teams that have, for the most part, given you problems. And and I do wonder, as we kind of look at Arizona, you wonder if it's Coach Speak Stormy coming out of a, a loss like UCLA 
but the, the word physical was thrown around a lot after Arizona lost to UCLA, and it was more of like we could not handle the physical nature of what UCLA was throwing at us. And they're a fast-paced team. They're a very good offensive team. But you wonder if that is going to be a problem against some of these opponents that want to do that to you. And you'll face a couple of them in this run in uh, the Pac-12 tournament. So I, I think you're a little nervous, right, when you go out of the regular season into the conference tournament, not only just 3-3 three and three in your last six games, but with some losses that you probably should not take to opponents like Arizona State and Stanford. I don't think you have a ton of confidence, and especially when you're betting into such a short price like that, when you're talking about it for Arizona. I think I'd, I'd rather be looking elsewhere, I think, in the Pac-12 tournament overall for Arizona. Okay. Um, one game today in one of these bigger tournaments is in the ACC, 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 Eastern tip-off on ESPN2, um, part of the ACC tournament, Boston College and North Carolina. Yeah. And this number just continues to climb with the Tar Heels. I believe now 11.5-point favorite over there at the Greensboro Coliseum. Are, are they really going to be able to put their foot on the gas here and become what a lot of – I mean, this it's just crazy to me. This is a team that was ranked number one in the country mm-hmm. to start the season, competed for a national championship last year on the biggest stage, brought so many of those pieces back. And I know that that was a run they probably weren't supposed to go on last year, that they ended up just kind of shocking people along the way, and they have the name-brand value. But how do things play out with them here? Uh, I You know, I don't know. I think in this matchup, look, I kind of get it to a certain extent. Boston College has you know not played that well this season. If you're looking at it from a conference standpoint – I think this is the uh, dead last team, no, second to last in terms of offensive rating, just over a point per possession. They can't shoot very well. The uh, Boston Boston College Eagles can't really. They have no interior presence, which is going to be a big thing they run into here against North Carolina. But I'll say this. I, I think, so I, I bet Duke in that matchup in the last regular season finale over the weekend catching four, we saw the market move in North Carolina's favor. And we have seen consistently now, Stormy, that the market is kind of getting behind a little bit. Uh, the Tar Heels, and I just don't really understand it. Like, to your point, this has not been a team that has delivered. They are 10-20-1 against the spread on the season. If you're looking at recency, even during that three-game winning streak, yes, they went 2-1 and one during the three-game winning streak. Prior to that, they had covered one game from January 21st to, what was that when they played Virginia? February 25th. So over a month. This has been a team that has regularly been overvalued by the market. We saw against Duke. They had to have it, right? So the market bets them up at home. They lose that game. And then you look at this matchup here against Boston College. Like, yes, is Boston College, in a sense, a very weak team that you don't want really any part of? Sure. But what about North Carolina has shown you, and the market seems to just really like them, has shown you now that at this point, especially when you missed 10, right, which was the overnight mm-hmm. number, that you really want to get in and lay an inflated number with a team that has consistently been disappointing against the spread? I would not want any part of North Carolina here. And when they played each other earlier this season at home in Chapel Hill, they only won by eight. Mm-hmm. So it's just another one of those things where like the number keeps growing and I'm just trying to figure out more and more why well, that is. I mean, sometimes let's just face it. Like it, it, I know this is blasphemy sometimes. Sometimes the market's wrong when it comes to some of these teams. I mean, it's, it's very clearly been wrong all season with North Carolina. The ATS records give you an indication of what teams are rated by the market. And so when you see a team that is consistently failing to deliver against the number, the market has a hand in shaping those numbers. So clearly the market has been too high on North Carolina. 
to a very staggering degree. Degree When you cover 10 of 31 games, it's telling you that maybe, just maybe, the power rating's a little too high on this team. But as we mentioned, you know, each of the last few games that we've seen for this North Carolina team, market hasn't really, they've been stubborn. Let's bet them up against Duke. Let's bet them up here against Boston College. And I just think we have a larger sample size that says at this point right now, doesn't mean you want to necessarily run to bet Boston College, but that you don't want any part of North Carolina, especially at a number that's, even though it's one and a half points, that's still been bumped up this high. A few games are going to tip off here in the next half hour to hour or so, starting in the Mountain West with that Fresno State-Colorado State game that you brought up in hour one. CSU um, favored in the spot by two and a half, total sitting 133 and a half. This game at the Thomas & Mack Center um, here in Las Vegas. Take us through, again, just your perspective on this game today. So I think when you're looking at this, Colorado State has found a little bit more consistency recently. And so that, I think, is going to help them as they enter the Mountain West Conference Tournament. They, you get a big win to close out the season, Colorado State does, against New Mexico. And as I mentioned, your offense is starting to really come along here. And it's supposed to be one of your strengths. And you you arguably have the best player on the court in Isaiah Stevens as well. I think that's really going to help you out. And you look to, like, when you talk about the offense, offense rating a 132.5 against New Mexico. And you win against Wyoming, you drop a 126.8. That is really going to help you out here in this matchup against Fresno State. Uh, I would very much, I didn't have a play here, but I would lean here toward the uh, toward the Rams because this is a Fresno State team that comes into this conference tournament in really bad form. They've lost five out of six games in conference play. They had a weird outlier game they had to make up uh, right before the end of the regular season. They played Saturday against Chicago State. They blew them out, but Chicago State is not a good team by any stretch, so I wouldn't buy too much into that. This is a squad that since February 7th, the only win for Fresno State has been Air Force. <laughs> I, I don't think that this is a squad that really comes in a particularly good form. And offensively, if you have to keep up with Colorado State, you're a team that against Mount West opponents has averaged less than a point per possession. Offensive rating in 98.1, the worst in Mount West play. I think laying under three here would be the way to go with Colorado State. And CSU did sweep the Bulldogs in the regular season at home, lost by three to Fresno yeah. State. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, lost by three. And then at CSU, 79-57 was the final in that game back on January 7th. So it was not... Uh, a necessarily good look and granted that was a little bit of a letdown spot after they lost after they beat then ranked number 21 in the country new mexico so um we're gonna set aside wrapping things up though on the lombardi line when we come back here been an interesting 24 hours in the nfl stay with us Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM rewards that you can use toward dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are wrapping things up here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM live from downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Bonantoni and Jonathan Von Tobel here while Michael Lombardi is getting some time away in Park City, Utah. Eligibility. That's always a tough one in those reads for me. I don't know why. I feel like I can say that word better in day-to-day life, but when I have to read it, it's like a very tricky word to yeah, come out. Yeah, it is, because you're going quickly. I'm trying to think of, there's a there's another word in there that I think I have some tough time with. Issuance? All of them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. We um In that last segment, we were talking about the Mountain West Tournament, specifically the game that is about to tip off in about 15 to 20 minutes in Colorado State and Fresno State, but another game later on tonight is the the hometown team, the UNLV running Rebels taking on Air Force, and you think maybe, not maybe, you do think that the Rebs are getting a little too much respect here. Yeah, I want to just point this out for our audience, too, if you just want to you know get some action. You're like, oh, UNLV Air Force thinks. Yeah, there's two things here. First off, UNLV is not going to be with, or they're going to be without, is a better way to put that. Their second-leading scorer and now uh, call him like third-best uh, on-ball defender, Keyshawn Gilbert, uh, got suspended. He got ejected from the season finale against Reno, which the uh, Rebels pulled an upset. And because he got ejected there and because of the rules, it was deemed as a headbutt or aggressive contact. He then has to serve a one-game suspension. That is going to be this game against Air Force. So this is a UNLV team that is pretty thin at this point right now. And while they do get a big win over um, Nevada before the regular season ends, it's not a team that is in great form as they head into the conference tournament that I think has them overvalued. You look at the odds to win the Mountain West overall. They're about 14 to 1 Stormy to win that thing. I would I would say I thought they were going to be about 30 or 40 to 1 to win that thing. So I, I think that this team comes in a little overvalued. And you noted too, right? This is one that needed a last second shot against this Air Force squad on the road to get that win 
now coming back without their second leading scorer is going to be in a tough spot, and yet they're laying five and a half. So you see the pecking order of the Mountain West overall in terms of odds. You know, I'm looking a little bit deeper. We talked about New Mexico. I, I don't know if we got into this on the year, but I think San Jose State, who's taking on Nevada with Tim Miles, arguably the coach of the year in that conference. They do have the conference player of the year in Amari Moore. Uh, they are a very solid squad down low. they got a seven-footer coming off the bench that can handle Will Baker of Nevada and do a lot of good things. Uh, I would not sleep on San Jose State pulling off the upset against Nevada. And then uh, you would think taking on the San Diego State Aztecs in the next round if the Aztecs can move on. I don't know. <laughs> I hate you so much. The, why are you the way that you are? Um, and I'm as much as I want to say that I'm extremely confident in the nationally ranked San Diego State Aztecs handling business and winning the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Um, I bet them exclusively because I am an alum, and if they won it and I didn't, I would be mad at myself type of a thing. Mm. So don't take a lot of stock in, in the reason that I bet them because they are a team that I know all too well can be a little bit too untrustworthy here. But to your point about UNLV and Air Force, like that was a, a 54-53 final that took a, a buzzer beater for them yep. to win that game just a week ago on February 24th. So a um, week and a half mm. ago, rather. Hmm? Oh, sorry. I was just looking through, and you know, only one conference tournament win for the Aztecs since 2018. It's pretty uh, rough. Rough. I, I hate you. So last year was super painful to watch too, because I was in the Thomas and Mack Center for it when they had the ball, as was I, and multiple opportunities to beat Boise State in that championship game and could not get it done. Because why is that JVT? Because we do not have a shooter. Any year. And it's great that you can be ranking in the top 10 in defensive efficiency year in and year out. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. But can we get one one shooter that is consistent? Because I mean, we always talk about Matt I mean, Bradley being, uh, hey, that guy, he, he can get it done. Do I do this to you or not? What are you going to do? I mean, San Diego State last year led the Mountain West Conference in three-point shootings. 37.3%. I'm just saying. I mean, they're second this year. How many Excuses they... is all I'm hearing for these I, Aztecs. You're ridiculous. No, I, well, look, they are. You know I, I'm not wrong on that. You're finding a stat to this, back yeah, up something that is not, it's not. You, they yes. are, they are hurting for consistent shooting outside of like three positions. Matt Bradley is a volume shooter and he has nights where he can be very, very good from beyond the arc and just overall from the floor. He can also have nights where he's just chucking up shots and not performing very well. You can go to that, uh, I know he had, what, three points in the first win over Boise State. So, you know, I understand you. I feel you. Mm -hmm. But they are rightfully so the favorite to win this thing. And their path in terms of the bracket sets up relatively well. We'll see how things play out. They'll it lose in the first round of the is. NCAA tournament, but. No, the Mountain West is not going to be a repeat offender for if what I, happened last year. I will set, I'll set this. Let's make this one because I'll be here on Wednesdays going forward. So we'll, we'll be able to follow up on this. I'll set it at a half shaded to the under in terms of total Mountain West wins. You going over or under? At a half a win? Half a win in the NCAA I'll tournament. I'll go over. We will get one. So, and you're assuming it's going to be San Diego State. I am hoping that it's going to be San Diego State. Okay. Um, but, yes, I'll I will put, go we'll over. We'll put a coffee on it or something. I'll, we'll, go, I'll go under. Okay, we'll come up with something. We're, I'm not going to you know, subject you to bets and consequences like I do Matt Brown. Wide well, win bets, I would hope. I think that's the thing. I'd also not agree to did like what was it? Did you guys do the OJ Mayo challenge or just Mayo? Just Mayo. The OJ. What's, what's well, the, you know the player what? OJ Mayo? You just it's OJ and Mayo, like packet of mayo and like wash it down with some orange juice. The OJ Mayo challenge. No. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing yeah. to be honest with you at all. But no, he just he ate two packets of mayo. That oh, was okay. one, and then he had to take a whipped cream pie to the face. Okay. That was another one, and then we ended on the one chip challenge, which. 
Um, have you ever done that? It's like the no, Carolina I've Reaper tip of death. Well, there's still a little bit of it left at the South Point in the um, cabinet there. Really? You want it? I'm a big. I like spice, so I'd be down. I'm down to try it. I've always wanted to try it. So Kevin in audio over there, he took just like a little teeny tiny piece of it. Matt had to like eat full blown a couple bites of it, and he was dying. This poor guy ended up laying on the ground in the South Point studio before he went home for like an extra hour after the show was over. I feel like I'd be able to handle it. But Kevin ate a little piece of it and even hit like for a long time afterwards, his eyes were watering, his nose was running. He's not feeling, not feeling too bad. Yeah, hot. I feel like I'd be able to handle it just fine. I think I could handle like a room of darkness for a couple of days, but I don't think I could. Oh, don't get me started about the details of Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat. <laughs> Did you hear some of these sordid details? I, I was checked out after I heard there was a light switch in there. Oh yeah, of course. Because I can't, you can't be trusted, Aaron. I mean, if he gets hurt, <laughs> you got to turn on the light. You got to no. be able to do something. I thought that he was going to be in like a cave of some sort with just this tiny slit underneath the door for food to get shoveled underneath. That's what I was envisioning. For some you... reason, I picture him like butt naked in this too. I don't know why, <laughs> but I feel like you can be in dark and not be naked. But I feel like he was just like in a loincloth or something like that. Do I, you? Um, be very as, wrong. as you're researching more details of the Hobbit hole, um. Do you think that he ends up in New York? Is that what's going to happen here? It seems like it. I, I just, if you're reading the tea leaves, right? So let's look at everything that we have so far. We have, let's go back to Sunday. We have the report that Derek Carr's first choice with the New York Jets, but he signs with the New Orleans Saints. We get the report that finally coming out of the darkness, even though he just want to drag it out, we finally get the news that who's the one team that Aaron Rodgers is meeting with? It's the New York Jets. The New York Jets, you would assume, the reason why they didn't get Derek Carr, even though it was his top choice, why? because they had a first overall choice that they wanted, and that would be Aaron Rodgers. Not to draft Aaron Rodgers, uh, to, of course, trade for him. So I think overall, everything would point to this is a marriage that is going to happen. I, I, I would not think that this is something that isn't. I love that you put that into relationship terms because when I first heard that that the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers and the Jets permission to meet with each other, like if you're married to somebody, you're not just going to go let them go to the home of another person that's trying to go all in on your husband or wife. You know what I'm saying? So that to me was like, okay, the Packers are officially out if they're letting them meet. Right. I, I guess I see where you're going. I'm just keeping it in yeah. terms. That's I mean, the way I thought it. Cause that'd be pretty great. Like imagine your wife. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a house all alone. <laughs> meet with this other man. All these people. I have faith that my wife, you know, look at me. Come on. Uh, there's going to be nothing. No, really, no shenanigans really there. Our Just relationship saying. rock solid. Diamond strong. I'm happy for you. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to have. But I think that the Packers, I think that was for them. Like, it's pretty clear that they're moving on and he's moving yeah. on from them. And but I don't it, think that the retirement thing, I know that was a rumor that's been talked about a lot that he's like not even sure mm -hmm. he's going to play football again. But I think the fact that he's meeting with the team says otherwise. I also think too, like, you know, you got a young quarterback. It's time to see, you know, to use an analogy that was kind of a part of the details that Aaron Rodgers released, you got to ish or get off the pot when it comes to Jordan Love. <sighs> Why'd you have to use that analogy to end up? That's what I'm saying. Did you read this? Show. One of the big things was the it was like dangerous to go to the bathroom for Aaron Rodgers in the darkness. That is not true. An aiming dangerous? problem, maybe, yeah. And on that note, that's a wrap on the Lombardi Line Wednesday edition. <laughs> Join us tomorrow for more of this incredible content. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 